AutoLine Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, passion for excellence. This is AutoLine Daily for August 5th, 2010. I want to thank the auto extremist Peter DeLorenzo and Bloomberg's David Welch for filling in for me for the last two days. I thought they did a great job of presenting the news and speaking of that, let's get right to it. Toyota reported a $2.2 billion profit in its latest fiscal quarter, something that surprised a lot of people because of all the problems at the company, whether recalls, quality issues, and lawsuits. The Wall Street Journal took a closer look at Toyota's earnings and discovered that a significant part of those profits came from the company's finance arm in the United States. And a good chunk of those profits came from higher used car residuals so that when people defaulted on their loans, the cars could be repossessed and sold for more than the loss rate that was expected. Amazingly, Toyota reported higher profits in North America than any other region in the world. Yesterday, we reported that car sales were up for the month of July in the American market, and it looks like automakers think that trend will continue. According to Wards, automakers are planning production increases in North America for the third quarter. They'll be making just over a million units a month for the quarter. Interestingly, the increases are coming more from light trucks, which are offsetting decreases in car production. Hyundai is shaking things up again. According to Ward's company president, John Kraftchik said the automaker's U.S. vehicle fleet will achieve 50 miles per gallon by 2025. That is just 4.7 liters per 100 kilometers. He admits it's a lofty goal, but says the company has a roadmap in place for how to get there. It's easier for Hyundai to hit that target since they are not a full-line manufacturer. They offer no full-size trucks or SUVs in the U.S. like the big three do. Kraftchik also said that an important part of the company's fuel economy pledge will be unveiled at the Los Angeles Auto Show later this year. A Prius fighter, perhaps? Speaking of hybrids, BorgWarner CEO Tim Magnanello says the U.S. government is placing too much emphasis on hybrids and electric vehicles at the expense of diesels. According to Wards, he says consumers more often opt for a diesel option rather than a hybrid. For example, 40% of VW Golf buyers go for a diesel, but only 5% of Ford Escape buyers choose a hybrid. Manganello also cites an EPA study that says the U.S. could reduce its oil consumption by 1.4 million barrels a day if just over one-third of the fleet switched to diesel. He also claims that a diesel that runs on 20% biodiesel or a hybrid that can run on 20% ethanol have lower CO2 emissions than an electric vehicle measured on a well-to-wheel basis. BorgWarner makes turbochargers for diesels that make up nearly half of all new car purchases in Europe. Here's a fascinating story we found on Autoblog. Epson, the printer company, showed off a cardboard version of the next generation Acura NSX race car. When you look at the finished product, it's hard to believe it's made out of cardboard. But Epson just released these photos of how the whole thing was put together. And it was painstakingly put together by a couple of guys who really knew what they were doing. Even the tires are made out of cardboard. And just in case you're interested in doing something like this, Epson is releasing a 124th scale model of this and other racing cars. And you can follow the link in today's show notes to find the link to Epson's site. 
GM's Aerodynamics Laboratory is celebrating an important milestone this month. The company's wind tunnel, which is the largest of its type in the world dedicated to automotive work, is turning 30 years old. It was first put into operation back in August of 1980. With a 43-foot diameter fan and a 4,500 horsepower electric motor, it can generate hurricane force winds. Over its three decades of service, everything from cars to boats to people have been tested. Thanks to the laboratory's work, the company has saved drivers countless gallons of fuel by designing more aerodynamically efficient vehicles. In 30 years, engineers have cut the coefficient of drag of GM vehicles by 25%. That improvement saves the average driver between $100 and $300 a year in fuel costs if you figure it's $3 a gallon. GM also found that it's more efficient to leave the pickup truck tailgates up instead of down because there's less drag with them up. Coming up next, it is time for You Said It. Introducing Bridgestone's third generation of run-flat tires with groundbreaking new Bridgestone technologies. Bridgestone run-flat tires offer improved ride comfort, lower rolling resistance, and improved wear while giving you the peace of mind and comfort you need. And now it's time for You Said It. Lots of you like Peter DeLorenzo's look at the new Ford Explorer. D-Cars wrote in to say, I could almost hear the national anthem in the background as Peter spoke about the Ford Explorer. I'm glad I had on my dark blue Ford socks today. Gary King writes in to say he loves the show, but it's got one criticism. He saw our interview with Massimo Fischella, the guy who did the design of the Kia Sportage, and asks, does your cameraman use his cell phone to take the video? I've noticed several times in spots like this one, you only get a very narrow view of parts of the vehicle. You don't see ever the whole car or at least the whole side front or side rear to know what it really looks like. This drives me crazy. Help this guy get a real camera or some training. Gary, the camera person is excellent and it was shot with a high def camera. But as we noted in that piece, we grabbed Mr. Fraschella late at night outside the hotel in San Francisco where Kia held the media launch for the vehicle. It was shot out on the sidewalk with pedestrians walking all around it. It was either shoot it right then or not get the interview at all. And I think it was well worth getting the interview. A lot of you are scratching your heads over the latest news regarding the Chevy Volt. G.A. Brannigan writes in to say, let's see, Chevy Volt equals 41K. Now it is designed to run on high test fuel too. What are they smoking at GM? G.A., I think GM made a big mistake not emphasizing the lease rate on the Volt of only $350 a month, which is pretty much middle of the pack when it comes to cost these days. But emphasizing the $41,000 price tag pretty much created the impression that few people will be able to afford it. As far as the Volt's engine needing premium fuel, I'm at a loss for words. That I do not understand. Hey, don't forget to tune into AutoLine After Hours tonight when our guest will be Tom Kovaleski, the head of communications for BMW North America and a longtime veteran of the auto industry, having also worked at General Motors, Chrysler, Renault, and I think American Motors. We'll have to ask him about that. Join me and the auto extremist Peter DeLorenzo and Jeff Green from Bloomberg tonight, live at 7 p.m. Eastern. And that is it for today's top news in the global automotive industry. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.